BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. If you watch tonight's game, you watched one of the greatest comebacks that I've seen in a long time. I thought the Astros were, were done. It was 6-1. to one. I thought it was over. And then, wow, what a comeback. Tom, how are you feeling about this game tonight, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Houston Astros have got a sweep under their belt this season, completing the sweep of the Cubs in dramatic fashion. We are here to break it down for you tonight. Now, they swept the Cubs and they're 24 19. Doom and gloom, doom and gloom. I listened to the last episode the other day, and that part made me laugh. So I thought I would say it again. So the Cubs take a three to one lead in the first inning, they had two more runs. In the third, and we're down five to one. They had another one in the fourth. It's six to one. JP France started the game. First two games, the guy was lights out. And we kind of talked about, like, hey, you know, they got a video on him. Maybe he's not going to do as good the second game. And he did. But one thing that I believe, it's two parts. Maybe they got more tape on him. But what I believe too is that it was his first home game, and Mike Stanton talked about it on the pregame show, the adrenaline. And I, I think that's kind of what affected him. We are down 6-1. to one. I thought it was over. The bullpen came through. We got hits and RBIs from unlikely sources. Dude, it was awesome. What do you think about J.P. France? So, look, I, I, I mentioned in the last podcast that I was interested to see how J, J.P. France reacted to start two because – I think when you come up initially, you're just not thinking, you're just doing. You know what I mean? There's so much like emotion. You're finally getting to the to the show. You've worked your whole career, your whole life to get there. So it's kind of just like reacting, right? So now he's had a second start, albeit on the road, to feel it. This is the first start at home. I'm sure there was a lot, a lot, a lot of emotion to try to perform in front of his home crowd, you know, like, like you want to, you want them to embrace you because that's, that's really what you play for. Right. So 
on the road, you know, it's like the team, the team embrace you. Well, they always embrace you at home. You want your fans to embrace you. So you want to put on a great show for them. And I think some of his pitches caught a little too much of the plate. He was trying to be a little bit too perfect, I think. And it got him in trouble. And, you know, he had a subpar performance for JP France. Yeah, Don's, Dansby Swanson got a triple in the first. Hap had a sack fly. We were down two to zero, and Suzuki was just killing the Astros today. Three to zero. But Alex Bregman, I wanted to touch on this. First inning, he got a home run that made it three to one. His sixth home run of the year. Dude, I I saw the little video about how he's changing his the where, where he's holding the bat. Like he had it up, but now he has it sitting on his shoulder. I think Alex Bregman's back. I know I might have said this earlier in the in the season, maybe a couple of weeks ago, but dude, this I mean, they walked him later in the game. I think he's back. That made it three to one. Interesting about that. So yesterday, I want to say he had the bat on his shoulder. Today, he had it back up to his more traditional spot. And he caught a 92 mile an hour fastball up in the zone. And he had been late on that pitch a lot to start the season. That's normally something he fouls straight back. That's normally something he's just not timing up. For whatever reason, tonight, he was on top of the ball. He was he was on time and, and was making hard contact pretty much every bat. Suzuki got a home run. That made it 5-1. to one. Uh, That guy that has the cat black on his face, uh, Morel, he had a home run. That was his fifth home run of the year. So Chicago's up six to one in the fourth inning. We go to the eighth inning and we're like, all right, let's get something going. Alex Bregman doubles, brings in Jeremy Pena. What did Pena, Pena got a triple, right? Before that? Correct. So he it, brought, was, it was kind of a misplay. So I don't know if that was like a double and an error. They might have, uh, they might have hit the it gap and then the, the fielder, the center fielder, it kicked off his glove off the wall. So Pena saw that, hit the Jets, and took off. So it was sort of back-to-back doubles then. So that made it 6-2, to two and you're thinking, hey, you know. And then uh, Abreu comes up and knocks in Alex Bregman. And in between those, you have Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker, who didn't do anything. And you're like, well, here's a blown opportunity for a chance to come back. But Abreu, and, and earlier in the episode i said you know we got some runs from unlikely sources and this is one example so we go to the bottom of the ninth we're down six to three there's no outs yiner diaz gets on base jake myers drives him in with an amazing home run out of nowhere i didn't see this coming six to five the astros had some life absolutely can't say enough about yiner diaz to start the inning off with a base hit when you're trying to make up a three-run deficit, you know you need base runners. You know you have to start that way. He had a very simple, compact uh, plan, went right back up the middle. You know, nothing fancy, not trying to do too much, not trying to do it all himself. And then Jake Myers just ran into one. You know, no one's ever questioned his ability to have power when he when he times it up. And he caught an inside fastball that I guess he was looking for and took it deep, deep into the Crawford boxes. I think over the Crawford boxes, actually, if I'm being honest. And then that that was the the start of that inning. From there, it's six to five. And now the top of the lineup's up and, and the wheels are in motion. Yeah, it makes it six to five after the homer. The Astros go on to load the bases. 
Uh, Bregman comes up with two guys on and they walk him to get to Jordan Alvarez. And I'm like, wow, that's nuts. But, you know, you said it while we're watching the game on Relevant that it opens up the double play. So, I mean, they, they could have got a double play, maybe allow the sixth run to tie, and then it'd be a different game. They just get another out, go to extra innings. Uh, but Kyle Tucker comes up after Jordan. I think Jordan grounded out, right? And and uh, I think, oh, no, he grounded at first, and they threw Dubon out at home. I believe that's what happened. And then Kyle Tucker come up, brings in two runs, Uh Alex Bregman, it was a close call, but I saw in the replay right away that he was safe. He made it easily, not easily, but like for me, seeing the replay, I knew, all right, yeah, we won. So the Astros, Pena score, Bregman scores, six to seven, seven to six win for the Astros. I mean, what a game. This was the whole time we're uh, watching the game together. We're like, we can't lose, you know, because they posted the win-loss record for us on the app and it's like we can't lose this and i thought we lost i mean i gave up i'm not gonna lie i mean it's it's really easy when you're watching a game like this to lose hope i mean you see early on their starters dealing your offense is struggling and you just feel like it's just gonna snowball they had already won the series the 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 feeling in the in the relevant room which if you guys aren't on the relevant app I strongly suggest you do. We have a great time in there. It's really laid back. It's a great experience to sit back and watch a game, chat it up with us. Come on. You know, if you want to get on the mic, you're more than welcome to. And uh, there's a great crowd in there. You know, a bunch of diehard Astros fans just rooting on the squad. So if you're just watching the game, you know, and and maybe you don't want to hear Blummer and TK, although I love them. Maybe. Or maybe you just want to turn them down for an inning or two. Come hang out with us and check it out. I do both. Uh, I can hear y'all and the TV. There you go. You don't you have go. to choose one, folks. You can do both. So surprising to me how the game went. The Astros ended up with 13 hits. I would have never thought. I mean, maybe, I, you know, they won seven to six. So you said, how many hits do they have? I don't know, eight. I wouldn't have guessed 13. But if you look at it, Bregman went three for four. His average is up to 224. Tucker went three for five. Jordan went 0 for five. His streak is over for getting on base. Uh, Yiner Diaz went two for four. Jake Myers went two for four. Overall, a pretty good game. And one thing about it, J.P. France went in, had a horrible game, pitched three and two-thirds. The bullpen was lights out. Magic Man, Stanek, Montero, Neris, and Abreu all go in. A few of them gave up hits. There was some, I think everybody, every one of them walked somebody, but they didn't allow any runs. So great job by the bullpen. It, it, it's just, it's unbelievable. It, it was an amazing game. If you guys missed it, I mean, maybe it'll be on in the morning. Go DVR it, but you missed a good one. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. We were talking about in the, you know, watching the game in the relevant app. Basically, Dusty had two methods of thought, right? If he pitched it a certain way, he basically conceded the game. And then we saw... You know, with a couple runners on, Francis' pitch count was up a little bit. And it was like, well, you can let him fall on the sword and, and save your bullpen, or you can start to bring some guys in. Soon after that, Seth Martinez came in, got him out of a jam, pitched a clean inning following that. Then he went to Stanek, another clean inning. I thought it was a great spot in the lineup that he chose for Stanek. 
I think that was well executed because it's so much different pace facing six, seven, eight than three, four, five. So then he brought Montero in, which could have been looked at two ways. Could have been looked at two ways. Montero's struggling, looking to get his confidence back. This was an opportunity in a, in a stress-free environment to really just kind of attack hitters and be aggressive. And he did, he got a really comfortable, quick inning. And then from there, just like, as, as long as it stayed within striking distance, Dusty kept throwing guys at it. Naris comes in, then uh, Abreu comes in. And, and even uh, at that time, we're in the app going, why are they pitching Brian Abreu right now? But it all made sense because the Astros found the way to start combining hits to get these runs. And then before you knew it, they had, they had too much going not to win the game. And luckily they did. All right. So let's go backwards. And go to game one on Monday. We had to start with game three because it was so exciting. But the Astros won this six to four. They started out hot. They scored four runs. The Cubs came back and scored four runs in the fourth. But the Astros scored two in the seventh inning. So if we want to look at that, sorry, want to look at that, Jose Abreu, a double, brought in two runs. This guy's... This guy's picking it up. Pena had a single up three to zero. Chaz had a double four to zero. And then, like I said, they tied it at fourth. Alex Bregman, two run homer in the seventh. What else can you ask for Alex Bregman? I mean, the guy's the guy had a hell of a series. He really did. Early on in that game, you felt really good about the Astros' ability to get the win because they provided so much run support for Framber, who normally doesn't get run support. So to stake him to a 4-0 lead, you felt like the game was kind of over after that. Credit to the Cubs. They they clawed their way back little by little, a run here, a run there, a couple bombs, and then they, they tied the game up, which was really, you know, you felt like Framber didn't have his best stuff. I don't know exactly if it was a Space City uniforms or what, but uh, Framber just seemed a little off. Bullpen again, another fine job by the bullpen. They held it right there. No more runs for, for the Cubs after after Framber's outing. And then Bregman, you spoke to it. The guy is just starting to find it. He's he pulled a ball into the Crawford boxes. And and when Bregman's right, this team is really dangerous because you know what Jordan's going to give you. You know what Tucker's going to give you. So when you have that third beast, that third head of the three-headed monster, that that's enough. That's enough. I mean, obviously, when Altuve comes back and Brantley comes back and you know, all the other guys get right, then then it's just anybody can beat you on any night. But right now, for them to score the runs and to have the hits like you talked about, they really need all three of those guys clicking. Yeah, so Dubon went three for four on Monday, and they actually gave him a rest tonight. So the lineup that they came up with tonight, there was David Hensley was in the lineup instead of Dubon. And it's kind of like, all right, this is like, all right, we won the series. Let's put a so-so team out there. And that that just made the game that more exciting. Bregman went two for four on Monday. Abreu went two for three. And Chaz McCormick, who made a brilliant catch one of those days, I think it was Tuesday, uh, he went two for four. I got my days mixed up. I have no idea. But let's go to Tuesday. This was CJ. When, when did he make the catch? When CJ was there? Yeah, it was last night. Okay, yep. yeah. That's what I, that's what I thought. So uh, CJ pitched on a Tuesday. So I don't have notes, folks. I'm just doing this all on my phone. Um, <laughs> Houston took the lead in the bottom of the first on a wild pitch by Justin Steele. 
Top of the second, uh, Mervis got a home run, two to zero, two to one to one. Alvarez got an RBI double. Bregman scored. Tucker had a double. Alvarez scored. We're up three to one. Corey Jolks had a double. It was four to one. Chaz McCormick double. That's so so many doubles in a row. You just you can't make this up. So we're up five to one. Bregman had a sack fly, six to one. Alvarez RBI single, seven to one. Suzuki two run homer, seven to three. We win this game quite easily on Tuesday. Uh, CJ looked pretty good. So one interesting thing about the game, obviously the bats came out, right? Early and often, early and often. Uh, a theme of this of this series, I think, will be the fact that the Astros were able to generate offense in every game. Crooked numbers. Crooked numbers, absolutely. You talked about the hits. They had 13 hits tonight. I believe they had 11 hits on Monday. I believe they had nine hits on Tuesday, or or, or maybe I've got those mixed up. But they had nine on Tuesday. When when they're when they're getting you know eight, nine, ten, eleven hits as a team, you just have to feel so good about the offense because we were weeks and weeks of four hits, five hits, three hits, you know, two hits, whatever, and and the offense was so anemic. So this series has been a get right series for a lot of guys. You spoke to Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu still hasn't found the power stroke, but he's starting to elevate the ball, hitting the ball in the air. That double he had on Monday night uh, kind of got caught the, the left fielder by surprise. He was kind of up against that, that corner in the Crawford box. And I think that kind of threw him off, gave enough attention to the wall that he lost the ball. And that got Abreu in a double that might've been a catch somewhere else. For him, I think the best thing that, that can happen for him is just to keep getting these hits and the power will come. You spoke about Alex Bregman. You spoke about Dubon. These guys are are right now doing things they weren't doing two weeks ago. And now you're seeing a team that's won four in a row, I believe. And they've won three consecutive series. So it's just the right, the getting hot at the right time. Abreu as well. He's start, I mean, people aren't noticing it, but he's doing good. But the, the thing about Tuesday's game, Christian Javier probably going to win some hardware this week. Six innings, or this episode, six innings, two hits, and one run. And uh, Matt Gage, who's been very good this year, gave up uh, two runs in the ninth inning. So, I mean, we were really cruising up seven to one. It seemed like that was a pretty easy game. So Let's take a look at the standings. Texas lost today. They're 26 and 17. The Astros are 24 and 19. They had a losing record last week. Uh, they've won four games in a row. They're seven and three in the last 10. The, we're two and a half games ahead of the Angels. Seattle, we're three, ahead, three games ahead of them. Oakland is 17 games back. It's just going to get worse. Um, what else? What else are we going to do? Um, the one thing I want to point out, you spoke about uh, Matt Gage. I wanted to take a, an opportunity to highlight something Dusty Baker said. So a lot of people are going to see Matt Gage's outing, and he's like the lone lefty for the Astros right now. A signing that Dana Brown thought would be really good, a guy that he went out and got from Toronto, somewhere where he was. So Dusty said it was very important for Matt Gage to pitch the ninth inning of the game last night. And he was getting interviewed pregame by Robert Ford tonight. And he said, it really set up my bullpen for today. And while pregame, you're kind of like, what do you need the bullpen for? You know, whatever. Tomorrow's an off day. 
and you kind of felt like he wasn't going to pitch them, but Gage got, got touched up a little bit in the ninth inning and Dusty was quick to point out, I had my lefty in against some right-handers. Normally, under different circumstances, he would have just pitched the eighth, but him taking that extra inning allowed me to have my bullpen in place. And wouldn't you know it that tonight he needed that bullpen in a big way because France didn't have his best stuff. So it's just funny how things work out. Gage is going to look like a dude with an inflated ERA that just you know didn't have it, but he really kind of fell on the sword so that the Astros could be fresh for today and get the series sweep. All right, so we're going to do our players of the series. We'll go over Survivor as well, and uh, we'll give you our results from our last pick. And Tom, get your pick ready. We'll be right back, folks, with more Astros baseball. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, folks, we're back. So I kind of, I kind of uh, foreshadowed, I guess, to, I, to think of another word. I couldn't think of something else to say. Ruined it. <laughs> My pitcher He's of the series, good. Christian Javier. Yeah, I'm with you. CJ pitched phenomenal. It's it's not even a surprise anymore. The guy is super talented, and he's going to win a ton of ball games this year. Uh, really glad that he's healthy. Really glad that him and Framber can be that two-headed monster right now because pitching is such a pre- it's not a premium for the Astros right now with so many guys down. So for them to be effective, for them to win their starts, it's almost a must. All right, who would you pick as the bullpen arm of the series? The bullpen arm of the series? Because I really think Seth I- Martinez, like you said, he came in. <laughs> With two guys on, and normally, and you said it when we're watching the game, normally he doesn't come back out, but he did, and he pitched another good inning. And last year, that's when he would give up runs. If he came in and cleaned up a mess and then they threw him back out there, I I think he did a great job. But anyway, Christian Javier is my pitcher. Yeah, if I had to pick a bullpen arm, I'd kind of be so torn. Abreu's pitched really well. Neris has pitched really well. The magic man has pitched really well. Any one of those guys could have got it for me. Uh, Christian Javier just he yeah. shined. You I know, think the uh, offense did a lot, but he he did his job for sure. You're talking about Matt Gage. I think that was the first time he allowed runs. It was only his third appearance, right? I, I only... think I think I think he allowed one before because his ERA is like four something now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but he's only he's only thrown like three innings, so it wouldn't take much to blow that up. That's true. That's true. We have to look that up, folks. All right, position player, I have Mr. Alex Bregman. Yeah, I'm with you there, too. Bregman has just gotten white hot this series. Homer's in two games. I I mean, there was a lot of offensive heroes or a lot of offensive great performances this series. But for me, Bregman just really shined. The homer to start the game and then, you know, the walk uh, to get on base for the to score the winning run. I mean, I need him. I need him to pick up that that. 
that jog just a little bit more. I need him to find like <laughs> one extra gear somewhere. That play at the plate was closer than I'd like. But other than that, Alex Bregman was the man in this series. You spoke about the offense. The Astros scored six runs on Monday, seven runs on Tuesday, and seven runs tonight. I don't know what the average is, but that is pretty good. Who do you have for the Rose? This is for the trifecta. Can we do it? Can we do it? So <clears throat> if I if I if I wanted to troll you, I could say it's Yiner Diaz for getting the leadoff hit and being the catcher that we all know he is. But I'm not going to do that. For me, it's it's uh, it's Jake Myers that two run homer. I mean, I mean, what else can you say? Like it doesn't. It I don't think the game ends the way it does. He doesn't hit that homer. That that just created a a one run ball game with a, a unbelievable amount of stress. It got the crowd back into it. The top brought everybody the top of the lineup back up. So critical to get that game. And I think he's played well overall the last couple times out. Ladies and gentlemen, you're a witness to a trifecta again. I think this is at least two out of the last four episodes we had the trifecta. It's the first time yeah. I've actually called it a trifecta, but. Well, I'm glad because when we don't get them together, you tend to get a little upset with me. So I'm glad, I'm glad we don't have <laughs> well, that Well, you got to agree with me or, you know, you're wrong. <laughs> All right. So let's, so I did get a new notebook, but before we do Survivor, I want to talk about one thing I wore on tonight's game. I had a royal blue shirt of the an Astro shirt mocking the Dodgers. So I wore a royal blue hat and we were losing six to one. And I go and I just take a break, go in the room and I put on my new Texans hat so I can show Thomas. And now I have to wear this hat because it was six to one and now and we won seven to six. So. If you, if you get on the relevant app and you see that I'm wearing a Texans hat, you're going to be like, why is he wearing that? In in his defense, it is a very sweet Texans military uh, appreciation. I guess the, uh, you know, the, the, the Texans military, it's, it's an awesome hat. I need one myself. And uh, that is officially the Astros rally cap because uh, <laughs> I can see you with this rally. One. I can see you with this one more than the white one. Yeah, yeah, same, same. We got to get you so, one, Tom. So but, we did the trifecta, and uh, also, what do you think about this Yankees and Toronto stuff going on? The Yankees had Aaron Judge, so we could talk about that first, looking over at the dugout, and the rules state that you're not supposed to be looking. I, I, people in the dugout can't be giving you signals so is he looking in the dugout? Is he looking at the first base coach? Is there any kind of cheating going on? Of course, MLB is always going to clear them and say nothing is going on. What's your opinion about that? Well, first off, I need the people that cannot see Rob to understand or know that Rob literally looked over <laughs> like as he was telling the story. So I thought that was pretty good because uh, he was doing it for you through me, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's very interesting. A lot of people are questioning what Aaron Judge is doing. I've seen pictures where the first base coach was kind of like way off the line, which makes you think he might be doing something. Obviously, like you spoke to, if he's staring into the dugout, what could anybody be possibly saying to him in the dugout? It is very interesting that the very next pitch after the look over, he hit a whatever you want to call it, an off-speed pitch that was right down Broadway 
462 feet, I believe, over yeah. dead central. So while yes, it was it was metal metal, it was also not a heater that he timed up to perfection because he hit that ball a long way. Also on the on the Matt Gage stuff, you are correct. Those are the first runs of the season he's given up and three innings of relief. There you go. I know my Matt Gage. <laughs> so one uh, one of the videos I saw was the third base coach from the Yankees were, were getting into it with the uh with the uh, Blue Jays dugout and they were they were trying to say something about that he is not where he's supposed to be and uh I don't know it'd be kind of hard for the third base to be doing something wrong right in front of them but they get away with a lot of stuff I don't and then I'm not done yet with the Yankees. And then that reminds me of a movie, but not only did that happen, but Domingo Herman, is that his name? The that pitcher, is indeed his name. Second time the guy, get, he got caught with the sticky stuff once. So this time they checked him before the game and he got caught and he got suspended. I don't know for 10 games. It should have been more because it was the second time. So two days in a row, the Yankees, who all their fans love to talk about the Astros, two days in a row, these guys cheated. Yeah, it, it, you know, there is a saying that if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But I will Yankees... say one day they tried to cheat. The other day, it looks like they cheated. I don't know Correct. if they cheated. Correct. It's interesting, though, because... They're a team that's in last place in their division. So I would say that if they are doing something illegal, these are desperate times because they're looking up at a Tampa Bay Rays team that's not going anywhere. The Yankees looking, are in last place? They are in last place in their division. They're not now. Above, they're their not record, the Reds. Oh, they're above record, the Red Sox by half huh? a game now. Oh, uh, I guess that's because, you know, they won, they won they yesterday. Lost. Yeah. But – it's a, it's that their division is the toughest division in baseball. And I think they clearly know that they need to do something now because Baltimore is, is on the rise. Toronto is a tough team. Tampa's running away with the thing. Boston was like eight and two over the last 10, not too long ago. So you got all these teams surging and the Yankees are dealing with a rotation full of injuries. So I think they're feeling desperate and that would explain why they're, Trying to do everything they can to get a win. All right, now it's time to move on to everyone's favorite segment. You know, today was the first time we ever got any kind of like feedback on Survivor because they wanted to know who was our Survivor pick and relevant. And Tom's <laughs> like, you got to wait for the podcast. We're not going to tell you now. Well, no, no, they wanted the awards. They didn't want Survivor. Oh, they, they wanted, wanted the, awards. the awards. Yeah, yeah. Mm -mm, we can't give you the awards. We've got a, we got a super fan that is a really a big fan of rob's vocal cords you said this already <laughs> now she's saying i have an accent and uh her, her name is jules by the way so if you're listening shout out jules but um she wanted player of the game and then player of the series and i said oh, you gotta tune in to get those it's where they'll be well um, I, I i i put the player of the game i'm okay with that i told her jake myers he really was he no really matter was. what bregman did no matter what anyone did like you said it that game wouldn't have happened that way if Jake wouldn't have hit that home run. Yeah. It's a whole different game. 
All right, so here's some updates. You chose the Astros on Monday to beat the Cubs, and they won. You are now 7-3, and three, sir, at the halfway mark. You're on pace to go 21-9. and nine. I picked the Arizona Diamondbacks, and they won. I am 6-4. and four. I am on pace to go 18-12. and 12. <laughs> Pretty horrible. So, game number 11. Do you have a pick? It's really tough because I believe I've picked a lot of these teams. They've got Cleveland and the White Sox. You have picked the Gardos. Yankees and the Blue Jays. You have picked the Yankees. So you haven't picked the Blue Jays. Oh God, there's only like five games. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, looking at it, I was like, I might pick the Orioles. I thought about that too. And then another game I thought about was the Blue Jays over the Yankees. But that's no way. You let me tell you what I went with. Have I have I picked the White Sox? Have you picked the White Sox? Yes, you picked them game number nine and they lost. They probably got beat by the A's. We both picked the White Sox in game number nine. Let me tell you what my pick is. I'll tell you what. I got it. Let me just tell you what my pick is. You can copy off of it. Mine is the Dodgers over the Cardinals. Nope. I will not copy off of it. I'm making up a game right here. I don't not that I need to, but I'm gonna give it I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna making the, up a game because you're gonna, I'm gonna the make Orioles. I'm gonna take the Miami Marlins against Whoa. the Washington Nationals. Whoa. Yuli's gonna hit a homer. Well, he is the best. All right. So that leads us to my personal favorite segment, and that is Tom's final thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, a week ago, things were different. And I understand. We're, we're accustomed to a certain brand of baseball. And fans were unhappy. People were calling into talk shows. The morning guys everywhere were trying to explain what's wrong with the Astros. I believe they were 16 and 17 or something like that. You know, it was a struggle. And I said, relax. Things would change. I love it when you say that. You know, I, I'm, I'm inspired by Aaron Rodgers' famous saying, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the cream rose to the top. And the Strohs are much better in a position to compete for a division. They're only two and a half games out that you pointed out. They are also getting great news. Jose Altuve's return, the short King's return is imminent. We could see him as soon as Thursday is, is, is what I've heard some people say. I would be surprised if it was maybe Friday He's coming or back Thursday, but the Astros do not play. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Nobody yeah. knows. He's coming but... back to work out. I, it sounds, I mean, I'm interrupting your final thoughts. I go ahead. Go ahead. But Dusty's very like hesitant to say that he's going to play. He's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. But, if he's, but he didn't say that he wouldn't. He didn't say no. So you're saying there's a chance. I am. And regardless... Say he plays him in the last game of the series. There is no way that anybody, myself included, would have ever thought that Jose Altuve would be leading off for Houston Astros in the middle of May. Mm -mm. And that is a very real, well, towards the end, I'll say. Towards the end of May. I was picking June 1st. All right, so let's talk about the Astros. Here's time for the schedule, folks. Uh, the, uh, The Athletics come to town 
They are 10 and 35. Don't overlook them. Their their pitcher in game one has a 7.02 ERA, and he is facing Brandon Belak, who is 0 and 1 with a 329. The other guy's name is like Waldy Chuck. I didn't want to butcher it, but I said it anyway. Game two, Saturday. Sears, who is a 5-0-3 with a 5.27, takes on our boy Hunter Brown at 310. Pretty exciting. And our game, Tom, Sunday, we'll be back. Framber Valdez, 2.84 ERA against some guy named Muller, who has a 7.71 ERA. And this is probably the game the Astros will forget how to hit. This is probably the game that this guy will turn into Cy Young because that always happens. But I'll tell you this, the Astros are 24-19. If they sweep these guys, you're looking at 27-19. and 19. Even 26-20 and 20 is pretty decent. But what do you th- I think we can sweep them. I mean, we got, we got Belak against someone with a huge ERA, Valdez, Hunter Brown. I think it's a sweep, buddy. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Waldachuk and Steers were two prospects, highly touted prospects out of the Yankees organization. They were part of the Montas trade. So those guys can pitch a little bit. Obviously, this team only has 10 wins, so that does not translate into wins. I, I, I'm I hesitant to say a sweep. These guys have been, I mean, the Astros have been playing really well the last, you know, seven days, but I think they're due to, you know, regress a little, maybe a game somewhere in the middle. Like I was saying on the relevant app, sweeps are very difficult. No matter how much you see teams play bad teams that they should sweep. Somebody lost to the Oakland A's, yeah. you know, once, twice, whatever. They lost, uh, you know, they have 10 wins. So they beat 10 teams or they won 10 games, whatever. So they can win ball games. So I, I would advise people if it goes three and one, not to get a little hysterical. If it goes two and two, don't get a little hysterical. The homestand will have been a success either way. So Monday, the Athletics lost to the Diamondbacks five to two. I have to scroll for this next one. I think they won Tuesday. They won nine to eight, so they do have a little bit of offense. And then Wednesday, the Diamondbacks won five to three, so they won one game. They didn't get swept. But I think the Astros pitching mat the the pitchers that they have is good. I think. Hunter Brown's going to come back strong. And uh, the only question mark is probably Belak. Framber Valdez is going to have his blue Sunday jersey. No more gold, no more Space City. That's the two worst games he pitched, I think, was out of his favorite uniform. So it's hard to say that we're not going to sweep them because we know we're way better than them. But like if I was in Vegas and they're like, bet your paycheck that they're going to sweep them. I wouldn't, I would bet two to one. Cause I mean, it's hard to sweep anybody, but anyway, that's all we have. We'll be back on the relevant app on Sunday. And we'll also be back here with a brand new episode of Astros baseball. So I don't know what to say now because I say Astros baseball last. So anyway, thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time on Astros baseball. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 